I'm, I'm, the beginning of it is playing It's Weapon X. I'm not watching it. It's literally a Weapon X flashback is how it starts. No, I know, but this I is like... I, I. It's like as though we were spared so many Weapon X flashbacks and like now the show is like, don't worry, we didn't forget well, I, Logan I, okay, has it, one thing he does and that's sit in a tube naked. And I like, know, but like <laughs> at least in this they don't do it nearly as often. But the next episode I recall being also really sad because I think oh, it ends I, up with him like... It's a Logan memories episode. Yeah, but it, I think that one he like goes berserk and he like loses memory of who he is currently and it's like what? Kitty Pride that has to like bring him oh, back. I actually like that though. That sounds really good. That yeah, sounds great. I mean, it's like it's like, I think it's a combo of Kitty and Kurt because like those are like his two besties his in the comics. Yeah, yeah, that's cute. So. That sounds cute. Although anyway. I do like how anyway. We should probably <laughs> I'm, Maddie. I'm Ryan. We're talking about the future of the mutant ages. We're talking ages. about next week's episode, not this week's episode. Can I can I just week's. mention that I've noticed on the show that Wolverine is being animated to look younger and younger and younger as it goes along, instead it's, of the ca- other characters getting older. Okay, I actually think the other characters are looking older, though. I think they're doing do? both. I think Scott is so tall, and they are continually animating him to look older, because I feel like they're putting these teenagers in situations that adults should be in, and it's well, like also, as but they are getting older. Like, well, they are getting older, but they're sixteen. Like I don't know. I think I think Scott and Jean are seventeen because they're supposed to be like juniors. I in fucking high school. hope so because it's getting this episode. Okay, we got to get into it. Anyway, welcome to the Mutant Ages. This is a show where we review every adaptation of the X-Men. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the Mutant Brotherhood. All of their adventures. Evolution. This is a show where we're all going to cry. I welled up a little bit at this episode. This Me is too. A fucking sad Me too. Episode. I was not expecting to be so <laughs> emotionally. Like, what is happening? This anyway. is. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna spoil this and say this gets a six out of five X's for me. I really enjoyed it. It I was really good. I enjoyed the hell out of the app, but I. I like. I woke up today and I watched the episode, and now I'm recording <laughs> the podcast, and I'm like, what is what? This is no way to start a. Sunday. I actually watched it. Watched it in two chunks just because of like timing, but like. Oh, I'm I'm kind of glad I that like I did. Emotionally, that was maybe a better way to go. Honestly, I know. I it's mean, a great I wasn't. App. It's a, great app. Okay, I mean, this is going to be entirely about the Mystique family tree, which those yes. episodes are even issues of the comic books tend to be uh, sad, pretty dark and yeah. sad because. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I'm going to talk about this before we even get into the episode because I don't want to stop in the middle of the episode to talk sure. about it. So this is like a previously on Mystique's life? <laughs> well, not really. It's a, I mean, we know, I mean, previously on X-Men, it's like all, we already know the deal. All the X-Men are in high school. Wolverine sure. and Storm and Professor Xavier to teachers. Aren't it's a fan fiction world. in high school for world. some reason? They are not. But they I may don't as know. well be. But they, I mean, they're whatever. de-aging, so who even knows? Yeah. So, 
<laughs> we what we know about Mystique is that she's running the Brotherhood and she works for Magneto. We don't know why. She seems to have this like weird relationship with him where sometimes she's afraid of him, sometimes she like is totally is like with him. It off. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's like, I don't know, she's the principal of the school. We don't even know why she's doing that. Like it's just That's true. Mis- Although I actually think this episode offers a possible explanation as to why she's doing that. You know what I right, mean? Right, that's true. I, I agree with that. I was thinking about that. And also, we know that she has some relationship with Rogue, but Rogue doesn't really understand because right. Rogue was r- raised by Mystique's wife, Irene. Irene. And Rogue knows Mystique at the very least, and I think sort of perceives Irene and Mystique as her two moms already. Right, and she thinks that Mystique's crazy because Mystique did that whole thing where she tried to trick. Well, Mystique has abused Rogue already. Yeah, like straight up like beat the shit out of her. It's like pretty bad. And so that's why Rogue lives at Xavier's Institute now, although Rogue is not necessarily loving it there like she's still kind of figuring out what she thinks about xavier and his i think institute. i don't think rogue even in the comic books is a big fan of xavier i mean she does he does save her when she's having like her first giant mental break of course in the comic books but and here as well arguably yeah right but i think rogue is more on the side of like emma frost where the both of them are there for the X-Men and the concept of the X-Men, but I don't think either of them really approve of Xavier half the time. Yeah, which I like. And I think it's a fun way to portray it with the teenagers in this episode being kind of like, this yeah. situation's weird, right? Like, what's it going is weird. on here? Yeah. So that's that's the previous thing in the X-Men. And so I was thinking a lot about Mystique after I watched this episode because I had to take Lyra for a walk almost mm-hmm. instantly afterwards. Yeah, so you got to just meditate on this shit <laughs> oh i was it was really it, this episode's gonna be dark it taught like it, it poses mystique both as bad and good but it's like so this is gonna be kind of a long trek but i'm gonna do the best i can so basically i'm, I'm, I'm in the thinking mode. about how mystique is somebody who has been fucked over so much in her life from so many different directions it's not just being like a mutant it's being sort of this gender neutral gay queer person who's blue by the way and grew and was alive during a time where women didn't even have rights yeah and also it's not like queer people had rights either so if she falls in love with a woman i mean i don't know she has a lot of different situations she has to worry about that's pretty much one of Mystique's general redeeming things is that she loves Irene mm-hmm. so much that she's willing to sit on the Krakoa Council in hopes that they will resurrect her for her. Because yeah. Irene ultimately, I think, does make Mystique a better person, uh, even if they are doing stupid shit sometimes. <laughs> but like, you know, I don't know. And I think Mystique's also been like roughed up by the government. I think she's had such a hard life that she. I, I, the problem is that like we don't like that she abuses Rogue or Kurt mm-hmm. or any of her children, honestly. But yeah. I think Mystique doesn't know how to put, convey emotion anymore. Like I don't think she knows think, how to convey love. I think you're right. Love. She doesn't know how to show love in a healthy way because she no. hasn't experienced it. I mean, that's what, how she's always portrayed is like this tragic well, but, character. Right, but I think also Mystique conveys love by being so hard on her children to be like, you know, I want to make sure they survive. So I'm going to basically beat the shit out of them to make them understand that they can't trust anyone. And like, it's a really sad thing. And it makes me think a lot about my grandmother because I didn't have any like relationship with most of my grandparents because they were all, they were all passed away by the time I was around basically. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I didn't have that. We just had one grandmother and we refer to her often as mean grandma. (laughs) Um, 
And I Just actually, like Mystique. Go oh, on. Oh, yeah. Mean Mystique. Uh, no. So basically, I didn't really get to know her very well. She passed away when I was like 21 and I was going through that abusive relationship at the time. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I kind of in in my late 20s and my 30s, I have very much regretted not getting to know her better because I think she's a very interesting person. I look back on her photos and of her, all her brother and sister, she had like eight siblings and like mm. she was the most stylish of all of them. I know that she had like a previous marriage before the one that she was in with that she had my mom with. And mm-hmm. I guess that one was abusive. And basically like I, everything I hear about my grandmother is that she had like a really terrible hard life that was just like horrible towards women at the time in general yeah. and like just also living through the depression and through some really horrible shit like imagine living through all the things that we see historically and I know things are not great currently in current mm-hmm. politics but yeah. like if you look back having to live through like like multiple wars right yeah yeah and understanding like what that was like i mean i can't even understand it's it's just it's it turned her into a very hard woman who would oftentimes be really mean to my mom and to Mm -hmm. my sisters sometimes she would be mean to me but for whatever reason she liked me a little bit more than anyone in the entire family yeah i mean i think it's also i mean sometimes it happens where like a woman who's been had had to experience sexism will be harder on other younger women and be like you need to toughen up to deal with what the world is like uh, i don't you know think it I mean? was just sexism though i think it was a lot of different things because back then things were really fucking bad you know yeah, and so yeah. i i think just knowing that because she was always she was very much i i don't like using the words abuse towards my grandmother but like she was very emotionally manipulative toward my mother and it's, even on days that would start off good Mm. it would always end with her like freaking out like saying the most horrible shit to my mom and then running into her room and like locking herself in it to cry for the next like six or seven hours it was like uh, this is like (laughs) yeah yeah i know and it's like it's just it makes me think a lot about mystique because i think mystique is somebody who has also experienced so many hardships that she doesn't know how to convey what she actually feels because like at or be this a point parent. like right. sort of that parent role and be a single parent half the time you know yeah, yeah. I, I think that's difficult and i think it's really hard to be somebody who has lived as long as mystique and have been fucked over by not only just the government but by people in general like i think even magneto is like not great towards her in this it just makes you realize that okay yeah she's abusing your kids but she's been like so fucked up that like she just doesn't even know how else to treat them at this point. And so I'm not trying to excuse her actions, but it has led me down this very long path of looking at the psychosis of mystique, basically. Yeah, I mean, I am with you in that. And I also think there's an interesting sort of sci-fi element to a character who's lived as long as mystique where... He can shapeshift. Right, exactly. And it's not the same as our regular human lives where you might evaluate somebody based on their actions from like a couple years ago and be like, have they really changed? But in mystique's case, it's like there's so much time to look at it's as though she could be multiple people and in her case that can be very literal and live an entirely different life and try being someone else and like what does that do to a human brain over time and like how much does she even remember i think first of all i think both mystique and logan could benefit from some actual therapy but (laughs) even in that i think it's like they're two people who i think are just gonna always 
not only need therapy, I think a lot of people, including myself, need it endlessly. But I think they're two people who may not even fully recover from all the trauma they have. They can learn how to deal with it. But like, I think that the both of them, because here's the thing is that we do sort of get like a, a parallel at the end of this where we see Logan clearly who's also lived forever and has been fucked over pretty much as much as mystique has yeah and like where he stands on this and it made me realize like how similar those two characters I are know. i was thinking about that too and also how similar kurt is in some ways and like logan sort of seeing himself in kurt in that right. moment i don't know i thought it was very interesting i also like didn't agree with logan's choice at the end of the episode but i still was like well i get why logan would think that it's I, interesting. Yeah, I, I we can get to it, but I like the episode a lot, even though I fucking hate Professor Xavier, which we'll get oh, to. Oh yeah, he's as like well. the, he's like, like pretty much episode. the worst part. Of, this whole episode. I mean, Magneto is not great in this either. Although okay, I don't really know what that, he's doing. So I, there's that. Can, <laughs> we can go over that as well. Like, what is this conception of Magneto on this show? Like, I don't know because don't, because in season two I, he's just like totally different than whatever's I feel happening like this here. This version of Magneto. In my head, I was like, I'm just going to picture him as either Apocalypse or Mr. Sinister, depending on the scenario, because that's kind of how they're writing him. He's not Magneto. Like, that's not really... The only thing that I can understand is that whatever is going on is between Xavier and Magneto, and their bullshit just keeps on dragging everybody else into it. That part is very Magneto and Xavier, unfortunately. But but the rest of Magneto's motivations in this app, I was like, I don't get it to be honest with you i don't really understand if like this ever is like i know that we get some resolution as the series goes on but i don't think we ever understand what the fuck was happening in this castle like i don't think it gets revisited yeah i wouldn't be surprised by that because i feel like there isn't anything you could write here that would make any fucking sense maybe i'm wrong i do remember like towards the end of this season something about magneto trying to do something with genetics i don't really Mm -hmm. know I mean, that's all very Mr. Sinister, though. Like him I, having a I think a Mr. Lab. Sinister was supposed to be on this show eventually. This is I still get so mad that the show is canceled because yeah. they clearly had a path. Because I've been I've been going ahead and watching some other episodes and future seasons that because this is one of those shows that I consume when I'm just like need you just to pick watch me an up. App? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like it's like Golden Girls for me. I will go back and watch this show pretty religiously, which I don't necessarily do with X Men the animated series, only because X Men the animated series. Um, is a lot to digest in one sitting sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not that this show isn't, but I think this is more emotional than X-Men the Animated Series it was. Is, where like, fewer plot points happen per episode and it's much more dialogue yeah. about the characters' feelings about it all. Which I am all about, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. And it also weirdly makes it easier to watch. Like, we've talked about this before. Like, it's easier to take notes on this show because fewer things happen usually like scenes will be long because the characters are talking to each other for a longer amount of time about the one thing that happened per ep i think this show was okay with taking a slow build on everything in the x-men universe yeah which i which the other show was just kind of doing like like event 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 and yeah. not so much feelings. Yeah. But I think I think that was typical for a lot of comic book to oh, sure. TV shows at the time. So I think that's what they were competing with. But also like X-Men the Animated Series really paved the way on all Marvel shows. So I'm not even complaining about oh, that. Yeah. So. I mean, we love that show. So yeah, anyway. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, so let's let's start. Let's get into this episode 20 minutes later. Uh, 
<laughs> oh my god okay now so, that you just ha- we had to do a total breakdown of mystique psychosis by dr much ryan pagella like rogue and kurt in this episode we had to have a little conversation on the balcony about our feelings before we could yeah, start much. anything else for the day um i mean you so, would you would wear what rogue wears so yeah, there's that and i mean you're the nightcrawler in this scenario That's true. so that all that all tracks so we zoom in on the X Mansion. We see Rogue at her bedroom window. She's on the phone. We never find out who she's talking to. By yeah, the way. I was wondering about that. I was like, does she have friends at school? Apparently, that we just she don't does, know which about? I kind of like for her. Like, she has friends. I don't know. Maybe she's like secretly talking to Fred or something. Like, maybe she just like still has friends at the Brotherhood. Actually, I wouldn't be really fun if she still had friends in the Brotherhood. I would love that actually. Like, if she just casually, I wish had they a would friend. go down that route. I, I'm, I'm just gonna say that that's true. So she's talking about how she borrowed a book about a werewolf, and she really liked the book from whoever the person on the phone is and they're just like shooting the shit together about the book and she's like i've got three finals tomorrow so i gotta go to bed then we start to see that rogue and kitty are sharing a bedroom i ship it that's great i was like i'm like yeah they only sleep in separate beds sometimes (laughs) so they're both wearing their little pajamas there's this little moment where kitty like hugs her little stuffed unicorn which is also cute because it's like they're kids i don't know like there's so many times when they seem like adults on this show but you're also like they're they're little kids so they get in bed they turn out the light and then rogue has this nightmare Oh, so before we hold on, I want to make mention of this because we're talking about them in their beds. Did you yep. notice that Rogue has a guitar next to her bed? I did not notice that. That's very cool. I, I like thought that, that was a, it was like an electric guitar. And I was cool. like, huh? OK, yeah. I'm into it. But I sorry, like I just had They're to interrupt teenagers. this. No, that's well, important. I know. But like, we never see her play a guitar, but I like this idea that Rogue, well, like, has like a bass that. or something. I also like how often this show, like, even by having Rogue talk to someone who we never see, they're constantly signaling that these are teenagers who have lives outside of hobbies. we show here, which I think works really well, where it's like, yeah, they're just fully fleshed out people. You don't get to see every single part of their lives. You just see the parts that are relevant. Yeah, I like that too, because in X-Men the Animated Series, they were just so refined to be in the X-Mansion. Yeah, they and were yeah, they only are... doing their their work as X-Men, and that's it. Right. I feel like this is a much better metaphor where these are people who are out and about and have daily lives, and then also they are, they are the X-Men, you know what I mean? And that yeah, and they just happen to more be mutants, sense to me. and that's right. something else dealing with in addition to everything else right so yeah so rogue has this nightmare which if you know anything about x-men history at all you know this nightmare <laughs> is real and you know it's mystique's memories but it's fine or like, it, we're I not mean, gonna any, find that out until later but i know i mean it's <laughs> obvious to us the viewers but uh, not yeah. to rogue in this moment of Although course rogue, rogue has no fucking idea what's going on and you can't blame I mean, her can you imagine being rogue and just every night she goes to bed and she just dreams about somebody else's life That'd be regularly terrifying i mean i think it's supposed to be terrifying and i think they do a very good job of showing that for rogue right. here so here's this well we're in castlevania basically like <laughs> yeah okay it's Why like we're... does magneto have a castle it's I like don't a fucking know. vampire castle with like because and the full just moon and like took it over i know he like took it over one day after he fucked he dracula yeah like he fucked dracula dracula left can we just talk about castlevania dracula having sex with magneto because that is a ship that i want somebody to write for me holy okay, shit that's that... hot 
I bet that exists, by the way. Now that you probably. have a used archive They of are her like own. the same character, honestly. So yeah, I feel like they would be too similar, and that's why they broke up. And Dracula was like, honestly, you've tainted even the memory of this castle for me. And now I'm going to leave. <laughs> and you Magneto's can have like, it. well, I still like the castle. So he lives in a castle now. It's like in between one of those times that, you know, Transylvania or Castlevania just appears and then disappears. And then yes. you know how my Dracula like goes away for a while, then he comes back. It's one totally. of those times. Yeah. So anyway, Magneto lives in a fucking castle castle with mystique so we see this lab which is basically like frankenstein's monster type of lab with electricity and all these test tubes and so on and so forth dramatic lighting and then we hear mystique's voice and she says monster what have you done to him and then we see this cloaked figure this woman who of course we know is mystique and she's carrying a baby who is obviously kurt i'm just gonna go ahead and reveal all these things because like i I, I I find it really funny that mystique keeps on it all the time at both shows she does this thing where like it's for the viewer clearly but like yeah. otherwise it's kind of stupid that she keeps on putting on cloaks instead of just shifting <laughs> her body and i'm like yeah what? she's constantly putting cloaks on i know she looks like Belle in beauty and the beast by the way in the cloak and there's all these wolves it's in the snow and like i'm like it's is the, the beast there and magneto is the beast apparently but he's gay and he's also like i just want the baby honestly and so anyway magneto is like floating behind her chasing her but also a ton of wolves are chasing her and then there's this weird moment where mystique gets to the bridge over a huge waterfall but instead of doing it the way they did in x-men the animated series where she decides to put kurt into the river and let him float away the wolves attack her magneto stands there doesn't fucking help her just watches this unfold like cruelly and while the wolves attack her the baby falls from her arms into the river into the river floats away mystique is screaming no at all of this and then rogue wakes up screaming and we don't see what happens to the baby yeah rogue, the moment, rogue wakes up and she screams my memories and also yeah. she remembers that like lumiere <laughs> and cogsworth were also running around they all controlled yeah. by magneto by the way and then scott and gene run in and they're like bonjour bonjour bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> and rogue's like ah no it's happening again she wakes up again she's screaming and then kitty's like what are and you kitty's doing like there goes the baker with this tray like oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's a great opening i think scene. we already decided from that fan <laughs> mail that like, is it wolverine misty i mean wolverine be- beauty beauty bell what's her name yeah i think wolverine was was bell and then i don't remember how we did the rest of it like beast was the beast it was beast was the beast uh saber was gaston yes right that was what it was I, that's already perfect we've already yeah, done we it. already figured it out anyway so cyclops and gene run in and scott's like rogue are you okay and rogue <laughs> just like screams uncontrollably for a while and kitty's like her screaming made me almost face to the bed and scott's like i guess the finals have really stressed you out and it's like okay <laughs> and gene, gene, it's funny because if you watch that scene gene kind of looks at him like what are, are you, you saying kidding me? there's yeah, actually so much good facial animation on this show i feel like i just wanted to give it a little shout out like all the little micro expressions that they do like there's a lot of scenes where a character will like hesitate bite their lip or like have a certain expression that i'm like wow that's like showing that this character isn't sure what they think of this situation yeah because this does this all goes away in wolverine the x-men they do right. not express like they do on this show well i'm appreciating the animation while we're still getting it because well it looks clearly great. this tv show wanted to express emotion instead of just storytelling so right. i appreciate That's, that i love that so then kurt and evan reveals, walk in by the way yeah kurt yeah, and evan also run in because all the teenagers are awake from rogue screaming which is fair also i like that kurt and evan are together i'm like okay so were they in each other's rooms fucking like what's happening also like were scott and gene somewhere together like yeah i, I don't know. know we have so many questions so anyway rogue's like 
I've ha- I've been having this dream every night since I moved to the Institute. Why? Could- like, my first thought was, like, is Xavier causing this nightmare to happen? I know that isn't part of the episode, but I just wanted to go ahead and, like, float no, that I mean, there. No, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's it. I think she... It's just weird. It, it's just timing, all. because basically, she grabbed onto Mystique, like, that episode where Mystique that's was trying true. to kill like, Cyclops. Right before she moved into the Institute, and so ever since then, she's been having nightmares with Mystique's memories. There's a lot of stuff on the show where you have to kind of look at plot points like even in their storytelling is so good at points where they yeah. will do something like that where you that is a subtle nod to another episode that you have to really stop and think about it. i don't think it's xavier i think it's straight up like she yeah, touched mystique and then went to she touched mystique moved into the institute right after that and that's when she's been having mystique's right dreams basically right, exactly memories, which makes repressed. sense it does make sense so rogue describes the nightmare yeah she's like in the dream there was a woman running through the snow and wolves and the beast were beating the beast and beast castle except beast was flying and i couldn't see bell's face but oh god that poor baby she dropped him in the river i don't know who it is wait yes i do it's you kurt <laughs> She just looks over at Kurt. She's like, hold on a second. It was you. And Kurt is like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, what are you saying? And she's like, oh, you're the baby. You got dropped in the river. And Kurt yeah, is Kurt's like, like Yeah, Kurt's like, how do you know it's me? And Rogue's like, I don't know. I just don't know. It's you. <laughs> okay. And then Professor Xavier fucking mind enters all of them at the same time. And he's like, hello. I've been, I've been listening all on this entire conversation. I'm, I'm wide awake downstairs, completely clothed in my, lo- my office. Yeah, just hanging out listening in on all of you teenagers talking about your dreams and like private conversations oh my god so "So anyway this is actually really important so rogue and kurt come to the library and also bring gene which by the way i don't know why he has them bring gene but i guess it's because he's like I need to show Jean maybe she can help with the psychic thing. How I do this, and so that I don't Jean even in know. the future maybe can Jean do shit can like pick this up to something. people. Yeah, who knows? I guess. I, but also, did you notice before they went down there? Evan literally says, "Why is that guy yes. always in our heads?" Yes, I loved it. I was like, Evan yeah, is like. Yes, I'm Evan. finding that Evan on this show is great he's great he's just like quietly in the background like why the fuck did that just happen and everyone ignores it i don't think okay i don't think he agrees because i know eventually he leaves xavier's for good to join the morlocks but like especially given his backstory on this show where he kind of was forced to come here and like doesn't trust the situation i don't think he trusts xavier i think he likes his friends but i don't think he agrees with what the institute is doing that is kind of the vibe i get from evan and i like it yeah i like it too so then we go to the library where xavier is talking to kurt and rogue and gene is also there and so kurt starts off and he's like i've always known my parents adopted me but they never said anything about me being fished out of a river and xavier's like we're gonna talk about that later right now i need to get into rogue's head and have her relive this entire fucking nightmare and rogue is like kind of scared and she's like doesn't want to do it and xavier's like too bad we're doing this now like don't worry it won't hurt i won't trip and move anything around it's like okay so xavier goes into rogue's brain and sees all the the events that we just saw he sees his ex-boyfriend magneto it's like he clearly sees him and then okay yeah this is actually the first time that we see magneto fully animated i mean he's still in the shadows but we see his costume his like the red and blue accents on his costume we also see that the cloaked woman is mystique like right. more he stuff is revealed this. in this version of the nightmare 
And we see the, the nightmare ends in a happier, slightly happier way because we see the baby float down the river. We see because Mystique's been like tracking Nightcrawler floating down the river. Yeah, Mystique has been following the baby, and she's hiding in the bushes. And she watches a couple a find cloak. the baby. Yeah, she's still in the cloak, and they find this little blue baby, and they decide to keep it together. And that's Kirk's, Kurt's parents, of course. So I mean, that is his like actual backstory. Yes, you yes. Know? So all of that is is cool, but of course, this means that Xavier recognizes Mystique, understands exactly what is going on in this memory. Okay, so this whole next scene made me confused to find out that he was just fucking with everybody. Okay, so so basically he lies to them. Like, straight up, Xavier says, apparently, Rogue, your dream is not a dream, but a repressed memory. It's not just your imagination. And Kurt's like, but why am I in it? Why is she having the dream? And Rogue's like, yeah, what the fuck is happening? And Xavier's like, lies. He's like, I don't know. It's just weird, I guess. He's like, you must have touched someone who had the knowledge of Chris I don't know who you touched I can't imagine who it was I was like fuck you man and then Kurt straight up was like okay then scan my brain and Xavier's like uh no time for me to go to bed and then straight up it just cuts to the next scene in which Xavier goes to the school before it opens a Mystique's there and Xavier like wheels on it confronts Mystique okay this whole thing is absurd I was so mad at Xavier he's like Rogue is having nightmares of your memories a great tragedy something involving an infant maybe and Mystique's like you're fishing you don't know anything because she doesn't believe him and then Xavier's yeah. like I know about your relationship to the boy Mystique why what I don't know is what Magneto did to him why did you run that night and I like Mystique still playing cool it. she's like she's like she's dear like, dear dear anything. Charles she has this great line where she goes how incredibly frustrating for you how that great mind of yours knows nothing really and I was like I want <laughs> yes. that as a quote I was like fuck yes and he keeps going he keeps pushing he's like what were you doing up in that castle was it worth the loss of your son and Mystique starts having PTSD so Xavier yeah, like, she has a flashback yeah and Xavier keeps on pushing and I'm like Jesus Christ Xavier do you have any other moves other than like going in like I hated this so much like he just kept asking her questions until she had a reaction like a trauma reaction to what he was saying so that he could prove the truth which I was like this to is who? so inappropriate who's he proving this to because he doesn't take this information and give it to anybody you know what I mean? I don't know. I I mean, I guess in a way it's helpful because it, it no, allows it's not. Mystique okay. to make the choice, but... I guess, but honestly what it is, I don't think it was him doing that. I think he was straight up wanting to know what Magneto was up to again. I think that's yeah. what he was really pushing for. Yeah, you I know? mean, when I say helpful, I don't mean helpful to Mystique. I mean, like, helpful plot-wise. Like, yeah, just well, in true. the sense that now Mystique knows, Xavier knows that Kurt is her son. And, and she clearly knows it's her son too. she has to make a decision in the next scene about what she's going to do. But okay, we need to finish this scene. So Mystique has this PTSD flashback. She drops the book she was holding. She screams at Xavier to get out. I'm so mad at Xavier in this fucking moment. She's like, she's like, get the fuck out right now. Which, good for her. And then Xavier says this bitchy line where he's like, just in case you're curious, he turned out to be a very fine lad. And I hate this line because... He doesn't Mystique, need to say anything. He doesn't need to say that. And also Mystique doesn't actually have the opportunity right now to tell Kurt who she really is without him reacting badly. Whereas Xavier has been lying to Kurt and raising Kurt like a son. And yeah. that's not even something Mystique was allowed to do. And Xavier's doing it. And he's bragging to her about how he gets to raise her kid and acting like that's her fault. And I was I, like, that's, that's so not, awful. Like, no, that's it's not horrifying. okay. And then, and then he goes outside and then reveals that he didn't even need to do all that 
like he was yeah. just going in there to like snoop into her brain to get the coordinates of the castle because he just wants to know where Magneto is. Yeah, and so it's that's like, all he was doing was trying to find the castle coordinates, and then he sends them to Logan and is like, "Here's the coordinates, Logan." And Logan takes the X jet off yeah. the castle. I I, I, I I like how my what? only note here's like my only note here's just like Jesus Christ, fuck you, Xavier. Like, why? What are like, you doing? Is, like, what? He, he is so manipulative. I don't understand. He like, is a super villain. Like, there's no other. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why he turns this. into onslaught. Basically, I don't know. Anyway, so so Kurt is doing his final exam or barely doing it and just really waiting for the bell to ring because Xavier He's excited. had promised him him Kurt that that he would get to learn more about his own repressed memories if he has any so he's so excited to go home and learn more so he's right. rushing home kurt stops him and she's like kurt wait uh, up no, What's rogue, the rush? Rogue. you say you just kurt stops kurt <laughs> oh my god rogue rogue stops it's him. mystique <laughs> <laughs> no it's not although mystique is in the scene later so we should clarify who everybody is so yeah, rogue that's is true. like rogue is hearing from kurt about why he wants to rush home and she's like are you sure you want to know all this and yeah. kurt is like of course why wouldn't you haven't you ever wondered who your real parents are because of course rogue is also adopted and so right. rogue is like yeah i guess sometimes but irene was always a good mom to me i mean sometimes she'd be real strict and all but and, and kurt is like mystique you know <laughs> yeah i know well as far as we know irene well i guess irene does lie to her it's li- yeah, I think Irene lies to her, but I don't think Irene I don't think was she's physically mean or, abusive. Yeah, I don't think she was. And I think she's like about as honest as you could expect her to be. I mean, it's not great. Don't get me wrong. I just I'm like Rogue is constantly in a situation where people are lying to her no matter what. So it's kind of like it's bad either way. Well, you know? I mean, I think this is also why her relationship, both in the comic books and this TV show with Kurt is so important because in neither of those situations does Nightcrawler ever lie to Rogue. She, he's very honest. They have, I love their friendship and yeah. like sibling relationship that they have, and I, they do I a love good it in job this app too. Yeah, yeah, it's, and it keeps on growing. Have you noticed that's been going on like since the beginning of this show? Like, yeah, they've really tried to link those characters in a fun way, and I, I feel like it's, it's really cool because they're both in situations where they've been lied to, and they're both adopted, and as it turns out, they're siblings, but they don't know that. And for the moment, they're just having that shared trauma of like, right who do we who are we really and like what what should we yeah. want to know or not know and so kurt is basically like i still want to know what's going on and like why didn't my parents tell me anything and rogue right, is like maybe they didn't know anything or maybe they were trying to protect you and kurt is like fuck that they were hiding yeah. my past from me maybe you can live without knowing but i've got to know the truth about my life and then he actually like takes off his image reducer, turns it off and teleports in the middle of school by the way and then like, like teleports that's how away much he's like i want to know the truth instantly i'm willing to risk everything to fucking teleport home like that's how excited i am which is sad because he's not going to find out the truth right away it's no just, he's not and also i think he could teleport with the inducer on i think we've seen him do that before yeah i don't know i, I maybe he can't maybe it actually is blocking all of his mutant powers which is I don't interesting. think so. I don't think that's what's happening. I think he was just making a statement there. And like, because Rogue has this like shocked look on her face. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? And by the way, Scott and Jean are listening on this because they're talking to another friend at their yeah. locker. Yeah. And Scott and so walks over walk and he's up. like, yeah. yeah, he's like, what's going on with my boyfriend? And Rogue's yeah. like, he's still really worked up about last night. And Scott's like, well, I'll head over to the house and give him a blowjob, see if that helps. <laughs> yeah. But that and kid that they were just. random kid in the background is Mystique. 
Yeah, dun, and, dun, I go, I, and I was just like, are there any children in this school? Or are no. they all Mystique? They're all Mystique trying and failing to get to know her children. It's like just I this mean, weird, it's really sad. sad like thing where she like doesn't know how to express care for other people other than trying to control them or manipulate them. So or she be just their keeps best friend. I don't know. Like pretending to be teenagers or like pretending to be their principal or whatever it may be and being like, is this anything? And everyone's like, Mystique, yeah, I, no. you're like, what? <laughs> I mean, like, I like the idea that Mystique's shape-shifting into a bunch of teenagers to catch up on the latest x-men drama it's kind of cute and really tragic like you feel for her even though she is doing everything wrong it's still i don't know i, you mean, can't I help feel like feel she doesn't her. know how to do anything necessarily right but i don't think I she thinks there is any i feel like she thinks that right isn't a thing that can happen anymore i think her morals I think are you're right i think i think her lines in this episode are like i can never fix this now like she's I think she's wrong about that, but that's what she believes. Yeah, I think so too, but I think she believes that there's basically no good left in anything. I think that's what Mystique thinks. And I think she thinks that no matter how hard you push back, things are going to be terrible no matter what. And I feel bad for her. Yeah. So anyway, we then get a scene where Mystique hands this envelope to Pietro that she she wants to give to Kurt. And she's she tells Pietro to take it to the X mansion and he's like, are you sure they've got defenses? And Mystique is like, I was just there the other day with Juggernaut. They don't have anything. And yeah. Pietro's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. Cause remember she <laughs> walked in and the first thing she said in that episode, she was I like, love it. she was just she's like, like, she's like, I'm unimpressed. Yeah, anyway, like, so Pietro's like, why is this so important? I mean, what are you telling that blue furred freak? And I loved Mystique reacting so angrily to this. Like, she's like, fuck off that's none of your business just deliver the letter because like that's her kid that Pietro's making fun of but right. he doesn't know that so he zoops away using his super speed Logan right. calls Xavier on his phone and he's like hey I got to the fucking castle and Xavier's like cool thanks and then they yeah. hang up Xavier senses Quicksilver running towards somehow the mansion, I don't even know how he's doing but he's doesn't like, warn anyone yeah I don't know way. again like he doesn't say anything to anybody and he's then like, like huh interesting i guess quicksilver is going to show up here and like yeah do and all something. the x-men are like sitting there like wow dude got really breezy in here Did somebody open all the doors and like yeah. they don't i'm like guys you know that like one of your your friends or enemies or frenemies is like a speedster yeah and so pietro puts the envelope outside kurt's door knocks on the door and then zoops away and nobody ever sees him which that's right. probably the best way to go there so kurt zaps outside he sees the envelope he opens it it's a note from mystique not that it's signed mystique he does know who it's from and it this says, reminds me so much of that other episode of x-men the animated series where yes yeah. it is you know they saw that episode because it's so similar to that episode in so many ways with the right waterfall, she's like she's like cloak. meet me like at this place that this construction site of the new yeah. mall and yep. meet me at sundown and Kurt's like, why not? And he's like teleports away. And I'm I like, actually, wow. I actually like, felt for him in this moment because he looks out the window and the sun is setting. And I was like, this means that Kurt came home from school and has just been waiting for Xavier to yes, talk to him. Yes, and Xavier will and not Xavier talk to him. Xavier won't talk to him. And like, he's just been sitting there waiting. Like... I don't know. Xavier fucking deserves it because Kurt clearly yeah. is going to find a better option here because Xavier wouldn't He's fucking sad. tell him anything. I don't know what this deal is. And then so after he teleports, Scott walks in the room. He's like, Kurt, I thought you might need a little like late afternoon blowjob. Would that help <laughs> cheer you up? And he's like, wait, Kurt? Kurt? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what he actually says is like, Kurt, Professor X finally wants to talk to you. And I was like, fuck you, Xavier. Like you made Kurt wait for like hours no i don't think he says that there though he does he says says, kurt professor x says he may have 
some info for you. That's oh, what he comes I in apparently, and says. I apparently you didn't literally write only, it down because you were like, it doesn't matter. Like, I was doesn't. just like, the, he, Chris Scott's coming in to give him a, a blowjob. That's all yeah, I hear about. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so anyway, Quicksilver turns out to be talking on the phone with his dad, Magneto, yes. which is like a weird parallel they decided to do here where they have like, like Pietro it, and Magneto. It's interesting because we also don't know if if Pietro knows Magneto's his dad or maybe he, no, he doesn't. Does. I, well, we do. We do know that because. Right. Uh, Although in theory, the viewer doesn't know yet because it hasn't. But been I revealed. do know that later on, Magneto fucks Pietro over. So Pietro just goes back to Mystique and he's like, yeah, I fuck this guy. So like, I think that's interesting also. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. OK, so Pietro goes. That's what the note says. I'm telling you, she's going to meet that little blue creep tonight. And that Wolverine guy and the Blackbird were gone, just like you said. And then Magneto's on the other line and he's like, hmm, as I feared. Good work, Pietro. Now I need you to do something for me. Get the others and intercept Nightcrawler before he gets to Mystique. She must not tell him what he wants to know. I have right. to take care of a visitor. And then he looks yeah, out his like, window like, and sees Logan out there. He's like, BRB, I have to go fuck Wolverine. And we're like, okay. Okay, but he doesn't, though. Oh, whatever. No, he's so, like, please. Okay, this whole next scene is like literally crazy. 20 minutes long. It's like Wolverine doing the entire opening montage sequence to Castlevania. It's fucking Castlevania. It's Zelda. It's like every scene where a fucking video game character is breaking into a castle. Logan's like somersaulting around. He's I know. He's like, like da, 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 ba, ba, da, 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 He's like discovering ba, ba, ba. different power ups. He's like finding power-ups in the walls and he's like, oh, cool, the hookshot. Like it's, it's <laughs> yeah, fucking he like hits, hits a brick, he gets a leaf, and then suddenly it's like Tanuki Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like jumping over a bunch of holes. Anyway. <laughs> Can you tell that I like how this show is it's very clear that we like comic books, but it's also even more clear We're that Maddie gamers. and I play, play a yeah, show. so many video games because I feel like that's like if they are not Golden Girls references, it's like they're, back they're to the video Zelda games. Castlevania references. Like Kirby sometimes shows up. Like I'm surprised Metroid <laughs> I hasn't wish come Kirby up. was here. I wish, I wish. Okay. So here's what's stupid to me. I was expecting a Magneto Wolverine fight scene because Magneto could use his powers to completely disarm Wolverine. Like Wolverine should not be going against Magneto. Like I was no. expecting like X-Men 2000 style. Like I was like, I get it. Yeah, same. We I saw didn't, those I didn't characters face off in the live action X-Men. So they're going to have the characters face off here. It's going to be I just like X-Men 2000. They, like, we don't get skipped, that. I wonder if they skipped over all that because there just would not be enough time to also do that and do the rest everything of the everything else that's happening in this episode which is more yeah, important than Wolverine right. fighting Magneto right. and so I think Magneto ultimately at the end of that scene leaves. the yeah. castle needs to blow up so they don't find anything that's but, right so so what happens is Logan finds the Dr. Frankenstein lab that Magneto's been using for all his weird shit that I think <laughs> yeah, frankly only Mr. Sinister that. would even fucking do uh, yeah I, 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 this whole thing is so Mr. Sinister because it's, like, so it's in a castle by the way I so know, it's like, like who better than Mr. Sinister so anyway Magneto has already absconded from the castle he's gone we he's never like destroyed everything I, I, love, I also like that this behind is behind on the castle wall that's about to blow up the lab i so, also like this idea that this was this castle has been sitting here like this since like nightcrawler was a years? baby and magneto was like oh i'm gonna quickly go destroy all that shit like right the fuck now because yeah, he just like left it all there anytime like what the fuck dude like what also where is this castle i, I don't know and wolverine's on the phone with xavier and he's like it looks like some sort of dna lab and then for some reason he turns into Bugs Bunny he's like sorry doc and I was like I who are you calling doctor are you just saying sorry doc like I what mean, I guess Professor Xavier is, is not also a doctor, a doctor? Okay, no I know, I know he I will not isn't. accept that <laughs> I know, I know I, he's also not theory. even a professor okay I, whatever look so, I don't believe his academic credentials are real I think he brainwashed <laughs> everyone into giving him a doctorate and a professorship I think Professor Xavier this is a, a great fraud. question for Todd we should be like I hey Miss Todd do you think he has the Professor Xavier has the credentials 
credentials to be a professor and tell I'm him to be like, I'm going to go ahead no. and fucking say no based on <laughs> all of his behavior and yeah, everything right. he does with people's brains. No right. one. Like, it is a HIPAA violation at left and right. Oh, 100%. So, he jumps out the window. The Castlevania Castle blows up. Dramatically. Then it goes back to Scott and Gene after all that. And Scott's like, Gene, the professor said that Kurt took off and told us to search his room. Which, and Gene's, why? This is I don't so know. See, unethical. And no, I hate that Xavier's making the teenagers do this. It's so shitty. Well, like, my, my other translation is Gene being like, uh, you could just say you want an excuse to go through your boyfriend's stuff. But okay, let's go. You <laughs> okay, know, like, I actually do think Xavier told him to do this, though. Uh, I, do, I, I do, do, too. But, like, there's supposed to be looking for clues and Jean's like actually like going through shelves and stuff and like Scott's like checking like what like, like exi- Kurt's uh, underwear drawer and like all no, this no, other stuff. He's like looking at Kurt's music collection. He's like oh, hmm, what was he cute. listening to? He's like pulling out a tape cassette because there were still tape cassettes then. He's and like he's I like, just feel like Kurt is being so distant lately. Like what's he listening to? What, what kind of songs <laughs> are you into? Yeah and, and Jean's like I'm going to open this desk drawer and she instantly finds the note because yep. like Jean's like I'm the only person right now who has a brain. So yeah. I'm going to use it, like which is they were told apparently from Xavier that Pietro showed up at the mansion and fucking left something there. And both of them are kind of freaked out by it. And I'm like, yeah, you should be like, I mean, didn't what? any of you suspect anything about that breeze that almost took all of you out? Come okay, on. But it's also, just... apparently the mansion security is terrible. Like, okay, but also like Storm in. sitting there like Storm was that you? She's like, no, they're like, oh, it can't Storm be anything isn't else. Storm even then. in this episode. She's not in it at all. She's like well, somewhere sad. else. I'm just going to assume I, I don't she's even doing know. something Storm's else. like a background character on the show and it's really annoying. It is really uh, sad. So Jean finds the note. They're both like, oh, no, we got to find the others and get to the construction site because clearly this is a trap. Of yeah, some I mean, because this is after like Jean opens the door. She's I mean, drawer. She's like, uh, while you look at that, I'm going to open this drawer and find this, you idiot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then Kurt goes to the construction site. He kind of walks around. He's like, hello. And then you see <laughs> Mystique and she's wearing the cloak. Again, the cloak doesn't recognize her somehow. I wonder if Mystique's cloak is its own character at this point. It Cloakie. may as well be. Cloakie's here and Mystique Cloakie is also here underneath Cloakie. And Mystique is like, hello, Kurt. And he doesn't recognize her voice. He's like, it's you. You're the one in Rogue's dream. Who are you? Why don't you show yourself? And Mystique's like, you already know me. It is I, Mystique. Hello, son. And she also says son. Yeah, she reveals that she's Mystique and that she's his mom in one fell swoop. Yeah, and Kurt has a mental breakdown here. I know. He does the Luke Skywalker thing where he goes, no, it's impossible. It's not He's like, no, no, no. What happened to me? And Mystique goes to answer, but then the entire brotherhood shows up. Fucking shows up immediately. And Mystique is like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? Like, she's freaking out. But Kurt doesn't know that Mystique didn't tell all of them to arrive. Well, I think she knows. He knows that something's up because so, Mystique because is screaming at them to leave. You know, well, so she is screaming at them to leave. But Kurt teleports up onto like some scaffolding, and he's like, "What kind of game is this, Mystique?" So I think I think Magneto's setting Mystique up to look like a failure here. He's trying to make it. Well, first of all, I think Magneto was trying to prevent Kurt from ever finding out who his mom was, and Magneto's already failed there. Well, I know he must figure it at some point because like in season like three or whatever he turns to rogue he's like we're brother and sister and then you know he has this whole like thing where he wants to figure out why mystique was so fucked up so yeah I mean, but in this episode it's like the initial truth has at least been delivered i to wonder Kurt. when that reveal is like if this is not the full truth i, think I would consider this the reveal of it i would consider yeah, but this i mean like I th- it seems whether that... or not kurt believes it for the moment yeah, he's but not that's sure what if i mean it's it. like when does he come around on that because i don't remember on the show so it must happen somewhere i bet it happens slowly over time because because even in this moment, I think Kurt is like, 
I think this is true and he just doesn't want to accept it. So anyway, then the the little baby brotherhood are like trying to knock Kurt out. They eventually do. Toad swings on a big metal hook and knocks him out. He falls to the ground. Then the baby X-Men show up. There's yeah, and a Scott whole fight. Says, Scott says something along the lines of like, I just got hard. I don't remember what he says. <laughs> it's, it, it is that he says something about being hard. And he, I was does. Like, he does. He does. Because he's talking about how much harder everything's going to get for the brotherhood now that he's there. With yeah, his pretty much. And then like, so then we have those like 10 minute action sequence where it's like Spike versus Toad, Kitty versus Fred. Scott Gailey turns on the Smet mixer mixer because Fred gets stuck in it because yeah. we needed to see that joke. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, and then Jean picks up Kurt, who's passed out. She slows down Pietro so that Scott can knock him out. Rogue tackles Avalanche and steals his powers, which is pretty badass. I love yeah. Rogue on the show. She's so great. Yeah, me too. I, 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 this is what I say when Rogue we're like is my favorite worried about X-Men now. Evolution Rogue. I was like, no, <laughs> X-Men Evolution Rogue is still really tough as nails. She just doesn't have her. super strength yet. So, well, she doesn't need it because she's constantly stealing people's powers and it's badass. Yeah, so then I love Jean it. points over at Mystique and she's like, Rogue, get her. And Rogue is like, All right, I see her. And then Mystique walks towards them and Rogue is like, Going somewhere? Me and Kurt have a few questions we need you to answer. And Mystique is like, I'm afraid it's too late for answers, far too late. And I really felt for her there. I, was I like, did too. Mystique, I was like, It's not too late for answers. Right, like, like both your you kids are that, here. If you just tell like, them what's going on, but, but Rogue's I like, oh, why fuck she now. would think that, like, you know, yeah. I know. So but Rogue a, stomps her foot. She causes an earthquake, trying to intimidate Mystique into sticking around. But Mystique just turns into a crow, leaves Cloaky behind, and just leaves Cloaky behind. And Cloaky's like, bye bye. <laughs> He's like, Cloaky comes back at the end of the episode. He's like, did you learn the lesson in this episode, kids? <laughs> did you find Cloaky? I was hidden yeah. in six places throughout the episode. <laughs> I always think of He-Man and She-Ra when they did that at the end of each episode. What's that stupid character's name who's always showing up at the end? I don't even remember. It's it's two different characters. It's like Oro or something. I don't know. You're thinking, okay, first of all, you're thinking of Orko and that's... Orko! uh, No, Orko is like a main character though. Who... All right, right. She-Ra characters. Oh, fuck. I do know what oh, you're talking about. Oh, wait, here's a picture. It looks like, yes, it looks like, it looks like fucking Rainbow, Rainbow Bright. Bright. Yeah, hold on. Lukey. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just found it like as, and I just okay, sent it to you on Slack. why were there multiple stupid characters on that show who <laughs> show up at the end and would be like, what, what did you miss? Wait, Some what the hell is this shit? Bullshit. I have to send this to you because I don't even remember this, but this is apparently an episode. There's like 15 of them. What? <laughs> Okay. It's like Why a whole is family. This, this is like they a like, separate show where they like wanted they wanted to like write the Smurfs and Rainbow Bright, but like put it on Shira for some fucking reason. It just kind of looks like my buddy. I don't know what's happening. Oh, I, my anyway, God, I'm cutting all this out. Why would we talk for this? Talk about this for like five minutes? I Holy shit! Because I, I was trying to go know. on about Cloaky, and then I was like, wait, what is that Luki thing in Shira? And, and you're like, you're sitting there. It's friends. like I, I know. I swear to God, it's like something stupid looking. So. <laughs> It may not seem like I cut anything out here, but I actually cut out like an additional three minutes of us talking about this. You're welcome. Okay. Anyway, we're almost done recapping the episode, so let's get into it. Are we? So (laughs) we are. We are. We're at the final couple of scenes. So Logan is talking to Xavier, and by the way, it's going to be revealed that Gene and Scott are there, and that blew my fucking mind. I was like, I can't believe they're just having Gene and Scott in this room where they're They're talking about. They're having this conversation, and also, but this is an important conversation. So inappropriate, though. Like, tell Kurt, but whatever, whatever. I know it opens with Xavier straight up being like, 
we may never really know if yeah, Mystique is truly Kurt's mother. Logan. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, did you find out anything, Logan? And Logan's like, nope. Well, I don't know what it was, but it looked like at Frankenstein's lab. And yeah. Xavier's like, and Xavier makes this about Magneto immediately. He's like, yes. genetic, genetic experimentation with mutation. I didn't realize my ex-boyfriend was willing to go that far. And poor Kurt. And I was like, oh my God. And yeah. so, but now what I, there's this moment in the scene that I actually really do love where yeah, yeah. Xavier's talking about genetic experimentation with mutation. Yes. And Logan straight up just gets up and, and walks, walks away. away. Yeah. And like he's staring off into space at a bookcase in the background. And Scott looks over at Jean and Jean's like shrugs. She's like, I don't know what's happening at this point. Like yeah. what? Yeah, like I don't know why we're here. For this is small. also that scene that like Xavier, or not Xavier, that uh, Logan looks way younger because it's a part where he's like sexily sitting on the couch with Scott and Jean. And I was well, like. But I also feel like Scott and Jean look much older there. They both look really tall. I just, it felt like a moment where the show wanted to just be about the adult X-Men and it like sort of realized it couldn't be. It's like, it feels like this is the struggle the show keeps having. Where it's yeah, like, I think so it's too. And it's about teenagers, so but then also they're doing these adult X Men storylines, and it's like, right. well, how are like, we supposed to do this? Extremely so. And I, I do, I really do like that Logan gets up and shows. Like this is the first time in this show that we see that he has a trauma also connected to that. Yeah. And we're like, okay. And but I like how he handles it in this versus X Men the animated series. I mean, where like, think, he, if yeah. somebody said genetic experimentation, Logan, Logan would just like start screaming and, and like somersaulting he was like, the room. I mean, like, I think this version of Logan, Logan has at least experimented with some kind of like therapy. I don't really know because like in the other show, it's like if you mentioned anything, he would just full on go into like PTSD mode and all the X Men were like, Logan, you're breaking the couch. <laughs> Logan, and- you're in the X Mansion right now. You're <laughs> yeah, not in Logan- Weapon X. Like, come on. So this, yeah, but this version of Logan and I still think he's wrong here. So Scott sort of interrupts this awkward adult conversation and Scott is like, when are you going to tell Kurt about all this? And Logan goes, I'm not so sure the elf needs to know, at least not yet. Some of this stuff could be pretty damaging. Yeah, but I think I think Logan is wrong there. But again, I think like I Mystique, this is Logan's it, experience. Like this is his own experience coming up because like they don't know. he wants to protect Kurt because he's like, I, I'm not sure. I mean, in this version of it, I'm like, I wonder how much Logan knows about his own past. And if he was like, I really wanted to know my past, but everything I've found out has hurt me more. It's been awful. Yeah. yeah so like he's thinking of Kurt and being like, I don't think Kurt will want to know the truth about his past because like this has gone so badly for me, which is a selfish response or at least a self-absorbed response. But I think it's a response that makes a lot I mean, of sense. I, I don't think it is a self-absorbed response. I think that Logan is taking his own experiences and being like, it's better if he doesn't know because I know the damage it does if he does know. But like he, can, you can't make that decision for someone else though. I mean, as sad as it may be, even if you know no, you're I right. No, I agree. I agree. But I think he thinks he's doing the right I think Logan thinks he's doing the right thing. Oh, I, th- I, I don't think that he's being selfish here. I think he thinks that he is trying to do that thing that our parents all have done where they're and it, Logan and Kurt are definitely not a father son relationship. They're like, I don't well, know. I didn't know they what are I, a little bit. They're like an older brother, younger brother. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, like that's kind of the energy Logan has here, which is part of why the age difference is so weird on the show. I mean, because that's what that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, because he's got like that older brother, like, you know, like, you know, that program, like Big Brother or whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah, he's it's like, it's like, like the Pornhub version of that, basically. <laughs> and it's oh, weird. No. 
it's terrible now. Well, but so then I do like the animation where you see uh, Jean and Scott again, and they both look so sad and uncomfortable because they're like, now we know something that we don't want to know, and we aren't right. allowed to tell Kurt. And Jean like curls up into a little ball on the couch, which like that's a very childlike reaction that I was like, yeah, this show. Doesn't yeah, because like Xavier and Logan are just like, here, we're going to just traumatize you two now just for the yeah, fuck of it. Yeah, like why? I don't think they needed to know this, but it's like Xavier's like, these kids need to grow up fast and also fight for me. Yeah. And it's like, do they? Can they just I don't, be kids? I don't, like, I don't, I don't even know. It's like, it's a lot. And like, I kind of get the vibe that Scott and Gene are supposed to be. Okay, so like in the comic books, like the de facto leaders are generally like Cyclops or Storm, right? But right. since like we have this weird age gap, it's currently like Wolverine and Storm. And I think they are prepping Gene and Cyclops to sort to of be lead. like. I mean, I think right. that's part of why Gene was sort of forced into these situations where Xavier's like, Gene's my protege and Scott is kind right. of Logan's like, protege. At this point within the X-Men, we've had quite a few different leaders because we've had them. We've had we've had Wolverine he doesn't do as hot as the others we've had Kitty we've had Emma yeah you know we've had all these characters and Gene has been the leader I think Rogue was briefly for a period of time um and it kind of cycles between those characters honestly so yeah I mean I think in this show though all of this makes sense and I mean I ultimately like it even though it's really awkward because I'm like I get what they're trying to do I know and so anyway so then we go outside and Rogue and Kurt are having a conversation on his little balcony and Kurt's like I still can't believe it Mystique is my mother and Rogue's like listen Kurt who really knows I mean that's one seriously disturbed lady maybe she's just messing with you and Kurt's like I guess but there is a certain resemblance like pointing out the (laughs) fact that he's also blue and Rogue's like hey look this doesn't mean anything Let's just wait until the professor finds some more answers for you. Then you'll know for sure. Which I don't think Rogue actually believes that. But I don't I think either. She's... And I feel like the way they, the, the actor performed it and the way they animate her, it seems like she doesn't really believe no, it. No, I think I think Rogue has her own doubts about that. Yes. I think she thinks Xavier's lying, but she's trying to be a good friend to yeah. Kurt. Yeah. But Kurt doesn't buy it. And he's like, somehow I think he already knows more than he's willing right, to tell Kurt's, us. Kurt's straight up like, no, he's lying to us. Yeah. And, Rogue's like, and Rogue's like, yeah, that's probably true, basically. And I was like, okay, so they both know that Xavier's lying to them. Yeah, like she's like, yeah, maybe he's got a good reason for not telling you. And Kurt just kind of sarcastically like, yeah, is like, yeah, sure. And then they both pause for a while, which I really like. I like Me how the too. show includes like the characters pausing and like reflecting on stuff and it'll show they their faces. They stop to chew their bubble gum. I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, they, they <laughs> both blow some bubbles they both like take a little slurp of their blue sea salt ice creams together while they're sitting on the clock tower oh my god so then rogue is like look kurt i really do know what you're going through we'll both keep looking and we'll find our answers together someday okay and kurt's like yeah that's that's definitely foreshadowing line for her because it just shows that she's basically like listen the adults in our lives have repeatedly abused us but just know that that's also me like we're in the same boat on that so even if we can't fucking trust any of the adults we know we can trust each other and you know that's true like we know that rogue and kurt aren't going to let each other down so it's comforting because you're like even if all these fucking adults are screwing with these kids constantly and just screwing with their heads you're still like well they have each other and that's what the show is really about and then you like see this sad shot of rogue walking back in and being like it's almost time for school like let's get ready and she's like secretly crying and and then it turns back to kurt who's like also crying i was like jesus christ like trying to be there for each other and then fucking goes to mystique who's like also looking out a window she's like crying now all three of them are crying she's mystique is watching a girl uh just a random girl arrive at school and like say goodbye to her mother outside and like mystique is just like watching this and being like 
wow, I can never be there for my kids the way that like normal moms can be. And it's the saddest shit I've ever seen. Say, and that's what ever. it is. Like, there what is the no, fuck is this? I, like, I don't know. I'm it's crying. Like, Everyone's crying. We're Everyone's crying. The There's no terrible. resolution. No, it just ends there. And it's, it's just, just a, like, it's an okay. incredibly tragic episode in which like it just ends with like Rogue crying, Kurtz crying. But the thing with Mystique crying at the end was like really intense. And it's like, oh, Jesus. It's so like, sad. It's playing sad, a sad song. And you're like, damn and i kind of feel like she can't have it like i know yeah. she's gonna try but i'm also like it maybe it is too late for mystique here like i don't really know if there's I mean, a way around i don't know it. i feel i feel like that i mean there's... we know she's not gonna get the resolution on this show right and also she's we know not. the show itself isn't gonna resolve in a satisfying way so that's gonna be tough when we get there but yeah it's... and it's i think it's just i think it's very i think it's so sad i think it's tragic this is a tragedy this episode is a tragedy from start to finish it's i mean it does it's it's best at trying to put humor in here here and there between like the brotherhood or whatever and the action yeah. sequences but there's not like a joke delivered in this entire episode you there's know what not. i mean there's not it's just serious but it's also really good so i mean i guess we can rate the episode i'm giving it a five i think it's I, I, great yeah i'm giving it like it. a six out of five this is so far <laughs> yeah, my favorite we can episode give it a six i think it's great i think it's a great example of what this show does well which is emphasizing the kids being there for each other the adults not being able to be trusted but also clearly having their own fucked up traumas like logan and mystique right. it's shown here in a really subtle way like it's not like the characters are yeah and i think it does a good job all the time well i think it also does a good job of because we know in this show that the x-men essentially are going to be some of the first mutants to come out of the queer club closet right yeah, so yeah so basically Which, i think it does a good job of setting up like these characters like wolverine mystique uh xavier magneto who have been uh, essentially like abused for their whole lives right mm -hmm. and they they are they are abused by the systems for so many different things and so they have already had a tough life and they're projecting all of that onto these students who then are going to have to come out and do the coming out portion that these four characters couldn't do you know yeah. what i mean it's like yeah. it's a lot so I think, I, I don't know, I think this show does a really good job at also translating a lot of these characters' relationships and their personalities from within the comic books and putting it into a TV show for children without it being like, it's this well, is like some heavy shit. Well, slightly older children, I think. Like, I think this show was designed to be like watched for teenagers. by teenagers yeah. because it's so sad it's, and heavy. Yeah, it's, it's definitely directed a lot towards queer teens at the time because that was their big intention with this show was to make that metaphor so yeah, obvious because they were like pushing that works too because it's like it's showing right. you that sometimes even if the adults in your life don't understand you i mean that is like a message that a lot of kids need to hear is like you can find friends a found family that you trust and that's right. really what the show is about is like it really is and i i really appreciate the relationship they built between rogue and kurt and mystique and rogue and kurt and i think they do a good job with that i think even like in terms of like having what cyclops and gene do in this episode works for these characters as gene and cyclops kind of they're kind of recognizing that they're shit's in not over playing their around heads anymore in some ways and like that's i don't know i mean we're gonna it, keep it, but that. i think it's also incredibly fucked up because we see how manipulative how manipulative xavier is in this versus mystique God. who's been posed as a villain for this entire show but really yeah, it's xavier who's keeping actually, the secrets he's yeah. like worse in this than he was when he's he was in that episode of the, fucking the anime series when he like tried to kill all the x-men <laughs> he's like sorry that's the part of us that uh, we all have that wants to kill <laughs> our friends and family that just wants to murder all of you and i keep <laughs> yeah. trying to stop myself from doing it yeah every day uh, every day i'm trying not to kill you um anyways let's go home and everyone's yeah, just like pretty much they're like yeah sure other. so anyway like i do 
think that it's yeah. incredibly inappropriate that Xavier keeps on hurtling Gene and Scott into these incredibly adult situations that they don't need to be involved with. But like, it's he's like, so I got to prepare though. you for the future in the same yeah. way that Mystique's like, was trying to prepare Rogue at one yep. point in time, you know? Absolutely, 100%. I also kind of liked that this is the first time an episode has allowed us to sympathize with Mystique without taking it immediately away. Like, this straight up is just an episode that's like, Xavier's a piece of shit and Mystique is the character you're supposed to sympathize with, like, top to bottom. Like, right. I was kind of surprised by that. Like, there's not really a moment where they're like, actually, remember how Mystique is, like, terrible? Like, they haven't really done that here. If anything, they're depicting Magneto as the worst of the two and the person who's the real mastermind behind it all. And Mystique is just kind of like going along maybe. Well, yeah. In season one, she has definitely done some horrible shit towards rogue. And I, Mm -hmm. that is sort of unforgivable. Although I do think that what I was theorizing at the beginning of this episode is true of Mystique as a personality. Like this is like her version of showing love, honestly, but it's sad, but there's been so many moments throughout this show where Mystique's being tough on them. But there's also times where she seems to give a shit, but also is terrified of like what other people could potentially do to her, like Magneto. Like it seems that Mystique is not comfortable. I mean, this is like right on this, but Mystique is not comfortable in her own skin, basically. Yeah, but I think that's interesting. I mean, it's it's a part of how she's navigating who she really is. It's like that whole thing where it's like you can't fall in love with someone else or have a healthy relationship until you love yourself and are truly secure in yourself. Otherwise, you keep seeking out toxic relationships and you and that's just true. I mean, it's frustrating for any person who struggles with mental illness a year. I've certainly had moments in my life when I've been really frustrated by that. But like, you can see it so clearly with Mystique here where it's like, she hates herself. She hates who she is. Some of that is society and it's burdens yeah. and bigotries on her, but she's not comfortable with who she truly is. And so she's turning into all these other characters, trying to perform different forms of love and like trying to manipulate others because she doesn't really feel like she knows herself. I don't know. It's, right. It's really interesting and sad. It's sad. It is. It's really sad. And I, I give this this production team props for doing an episode for like it's for teenagers that is this emotionally heavy. By the way, you know yeah. it's not. This I is like very it. tragic mean, shit. It does not have a happy but it ending. connected with us when we were teens because yeah. that's the kind of shit that you want to see when you're going through heavy stuff in your own life as a teenager. Like you want to be interacting with right. media that gets it and is willing yeah. to go there and is also like still fun in other ways and like lighthearted in I other mean, ways. It's, it's funny because we look at TV shows like both Legend of Korra and Steven Universe for being yeah. shows that show the, a level of motion and also dealing with such things as trauma as mm-hmm. being we look at them being like wow we really haven't seen this in a show before but here but we are here watching we are. it happen in X-Men Evolution where it wasn't even just Mystique. I mean we definitely saw it happen with Wolverine on here and we've seen it happen with Wolverine before on X-Men the animated series and I would I would argue that there's been other shows too like I definitely feel like Batman the animated series also touched on like what trauma does to a person you know so it's not the first time we've seen trauma portrayed on cartoons but I think it's rare when it is you know what I mean and I think this show does a good job at that yeah I agree I agree anyway do we want to talk about who's gay the I 
mean, is there anybody who's gay in this? Is I there mean, a gay section? I, I guess, think... like, in my head, I decided that, like, Scott kept on trying to go blow Nightcrawler in Ryan's <laughs> I mean, fan fiction world. I still world. ship them. I still love them together a lot. I also think there's a lot of, like, all the kids are sharing rooms together and sexually experimenting. And, like, that's yeah. kind of implied at the beginning of the episode in a cute way where, like, I don't know, that's just my read on it. But I also think, like, the more depressing side of it is that I read Mystique as being gay anyway like she's just a queer character canonically and i feel like that's a huge part of how she interacts with the world and herself and i just see that as being a theme in the entire episode as well and she was really one of the original queer characters in the comic in comic books period like the the history of comic books but they couldn't say that at the time because of the comics code authority they but didn't I mean, allow you can still see that there where she is becoming all these different characters like she gets to be this gender variant character and like right. express that side of herself but within the auspices of this science fiction story but she was, she was like, written as a, a queer character like yeah. that is who she was meant to be and now now in the comic books she just straight up is that you know right but even on this show I mean you see Rogue talking about Irene being her mom and like we already know Mystique and Irene are together like they're showing it as much as they can. So I don't know. I just, I was thinking about that a lot and watching it. And then also Magneto and Xavier, like they're dating. I don't know. Like they, they don't really interact that much in this I episode, mean, but Xavier well, okay, like they're, forcing they're, Logan to go to his ex's house. Yeah, and, I was like, going to say like, him. this is like more of Why? Xavier Magneto's ex-boyfriend bullshit again. It is. It always is with them. And it's also like, which of them is even worse in this canon like this I don't know. version we, of both the of problem them, is that we don't know awful. anything about magneto on this show at all yet and i don't think we're really well, gonna get to know he experiments on babies like why like maybe why is, is so it evil? is that even that what's happening we don't know what's even happening you know what i mean like i don't, I don't know. know i don't know and i guess we may find out or we may never find out what was truly going on there i don't know i'm just gonna I assume mr sinister was secretly there in the background because i the wish only they thing had the time to actually sense. add mr sinister like they had intended to because i bet you that's probably what would have happened they probably would have been like oh magdito worked with this guy nathaniel essex during this time period Nathaniel essex really wanted to experiment on kurt and like find out how his mutation worked or something and like i don't know magdito was just swayed by this really hot nathaniel guy i look i don't know they could have come up with any (laughs) any type of explanation as to why it was going on that would have worked um but for the moment it's just magdito in his empty fucking castle just alone with dracula 20 years oh yeah let's talk about the magdito dracula shit (laughs) anyway i still think the show's very gay this is a sad episode that's not really like a oh these are adorable queer pairings but it still feels like a very like overtly queer episode to me in a different type of way yeah it's like it's like a more of a real life queerness dealing with that for for people that were there are older queers that didn't even have the opportunity to come out i was just okay this is like bad timing well not bad timing or maybe it's more ironic timing but i just read the uh, do you know what DC did the reboots of like the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, but they were like gritty reboots? Yes. And there's like the Pink Panther one. Is that what yeah, you're going to Yeah, I just read the Snagglepuss one for the first time right, ever. Right, Snagglepuss. Yeah. And uh, it's that. It's like dealing with like being like uh, a queer person during. He's in New York in the 1950s. Yeah, he's in the 1950s and they go to Stonewall and stuff like that. Wow. And, uh, okay. And like they have the raids on. 
potential places because if you were gay you were just called a deviant you know like you were a sexual deviant that's what it meant and so it's also fun and weird because it's like snagglepuss is this queer coded character from like so long ago where like cartoons were just homophobic at the time and like that was the joke of him but now this weird reboot is like what if he's just gay and like what's that like for him it's so so, weird that this but the the reason why i I went there is because a i just read that but also b it's the same deal where it's like these, this older generation of queer people had to fucking adore so much that like by the time yeah. we got, but and we thought it was bad for us because even then we were in that generation where people were coming out more but getting kicked out of their homes and if you were came out as even by we couldn't come out as gay we'd have to do like the whole bisexual thing for like i don't know like well, years did. <laughs> i did yeah. yeah well you well you're still bisexual like that yeah, didn't change sorry that's who i actually am as it i turns think out. i actually think more people are bisexual i think i think it's less likely like i'm fully, i think a lot of people are ashamed to come out as bi especially if they aren't fully yeah. aware i'm not ashamed to come out like, as bi because i'm definitely not bi but i think i'm weird in that <laughs> you situation because though like i think there are straight people who are embarrassed to admit if they also well, there, okay but there's also gay attraction. people who are who are embarrassed to admit that because then i'll like yes. be taught like i've met so many gay men that are like oh we're gay blah 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 women fuck them but then I'll, then they'll be like drunk or whatever and they're like talking about these girls they fucked just because it was kind of fun and i was like okay so you're bisexual why yeah. you, why does it have to be one way or the other well, i personally like know where i am terrifying that, you know? to people like i think that people understand gayness better conservative people do because they're like oh then gender is a binary and you're either gay or straight but like any idea of a spectrum or like any type of nuance freaks them the fuck out well i think it freaks i think it freaks out uh very like liberal people out too because they they they, They need to fucking get over it no because then they're like they're like we want to figure out exactly what this is so we have put you in a box and it's like you're gay and if you're a gay couple then you still need to have a man and a woman in terms of top and bottom and you need to like yeah or like, or no, that's not, that's not even what I was going to say. I was going to say that there's so many like subcategories of what kind of gay you are now. And I'm just like, I think the biggest problem is that we keep on trying to label I everything. Like, I am that I annoying bisexual person who like hates labels and barely even likes calling myself bisexual, honestly, where I'm just like, I don't even think um, any of this you, Okay, but here's the thing. Me, I, but I do, I feel like saying I'm queer is easier than saying same. any other label because I feel same. like it just opens up the box that like, you like, I know that I'm never going to sleep with, with a woman because like, that's just not who i am and that's fine you know but i don't think that like you should rule out that you could fall in love with one or i think love is a different thing but it doesn't necessarily need to be a sexual thing i don't know it's mm-hmm. very weird no, I, I, I don't get feel what you're saying welcome to therapy with matt yeah i know i know but like and again that's not how i feel about myself but i think that people need to stop labeling it and just like that's why saying queer is easier because it's like it is easier and i think i think it's even allowing more people who had thought they were straight to open to, feel, to that yeah, idea exactly. i mean it's part of why i'm like as as depressing as a time period as we live in now where i worry about civil rights Our getting rights. rolled back for queer yeah. people and for people of color for people everywhere i'm constantly worried about this but i'm also like you know at least we're talking about more things now when it comes to queer people than ever in my lifetime this is again why i talk about like queer kids that are younger than us now that might be listening to this show and i'm and i'm describing like our queer the queer adults in our lives that really like came from that generation of like the fifties where like, if they said anything, they were going to get the shit beaten out of them or potentially killed or lynched for yep, being yeah. gay, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I don't know. We talk about it all the time on the show, but it's because 
even in watching X-Men Evolution, I'm like, this was 20 years ago and it feels so recent to us because And this is a show, right, old, and it but, does, exactly, but also this is also a show at the time that was trying to push against the idea of like heteronorms, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. really it was very a queer coded show on purpose and a lot of the But this writers was like as much as they that. could show at that time. Right. And I mean, I still love it. I still think it's managing to tell stories that feel very resonant with me, even right. though they had to tell it within these strict guidelines that it's sad they had to do that. But it's okay because it's also like something that still holds up now. Anyway, yeah, we I should totally do plugs. Agree. We this should. Is a long I, this, this is, but it was a good episode. Uh, it was a great app. I, I think it. it was funny because we started going into X Men Evolution. I'm like, these episodes will be shorter because nope. there'll be less things happening. Them. But no. it turns out that we enjoy these episodes so much that yeah, they're going love, on forever. I love the X Men. What can I say? I yeah. fucking love the X Men. And if you love the X Men, and I know you do because you're listening to this, you should write us an email. You should you should shoot us an email at themutantages at gmail.com. Talk to us about Mystique. Talk to us about your feelings. Whatever you want to talk about send us some some fan art or whatever you could also check out our discord server if you go to mutantages.com on the right hand side you can find an invite link to that hang out with other mutant ages fans talk about the x-men talk about the new mutants movie which we're gonna have to watch in a few weeks um oh my we god also have a voicemail which is one five oh eight three one nine one six six eight and we did get a voicemail on our on our reader mail app that uh probably aired right before this week and we have a p.o box which is three three four four natick massachusetts oh one seven six oh and those are all the ways you can contact us other than social media obviously ryan you want to do that one no i hate social media i definitely don't like doing marketing at all <laughs> okay, I mean, so you kind of don't, but for this show, it's. I fun. mean, that's that's actually that is true. So okay, <laughs> but you can find us everywhere on social media, including the hell social media twitter no just kidding uh so we're <laughs> everywhere we're on facebook twitter instagram tumblr pinterest we have individual accounts too but we're known as the mutant ages on all those places i went backwards on that sorry so uh <laughs> basically you can find the mutant ages on all those platforms i just listed but you can also find us individually on twitter and maddie where are you I am at Mitty Myers. Where are you on the internet, Ryan? Oh, I'm the complicated one because on Instagram, <laughs> I'm Ryan.Pagella and I'm on Twitter, I'm at Ryan Pagella with no dot. But Pagella. you know, you have to Pagella. say I am also on YouTube at Ryan Pagella if you want to follow my adventures around the world and vlogs. Yeah. Um, and we also have a Mutant Ages YouTube channel. Yes, we do. Which we play every X Men video game. Hopefully, Slowly we'll be getting back to that soon. And then we also do. Also sorts of fun things where I take the voiceovers from this show and put them to like the actual animation or sometimes the movies of the X-Men so you can mm-hmm. get, a, get a good laugh, edit them together. Sometimes we do parodies where we're the X-Men or Resident Evil characters. Recently, I've been up to uploading the the stop, uh, stop animation clips Demon of and D2. Demon and D2, which Amazing. are the X-Men parodies we made in our teens. I say this as if nobody already knows this because like, I would yeah, assume we, that... It's like every time we're like, well, what's Demon? Let's explain. Well, because I, I feel like know. there might be there a new listener at least once an episode that's like, what's Demon? And I'm like, let me quickly explain it. It's our teenage Demon, or it's our teenage X-Men parodies. And I mean, it's the most important work we've ever done. Like everything well, we've done since then has been fine, but Demon? Now that... That was some good shit, you know? I mean, I'm surprised that over 2,000 people have now seen Demon. That's something I never expected. But no, you can find no all one, that no on the Mutant Ages YouTube channel. That. So, yeah. And yep. uh, we also react to other things as there to other videos and 
other content we made as teenagers and children there. But that's not the only place we can react to that. Where else can we react to that? Uh, I you're like teaming the me store? up for something, but I don't know. I was like, that's not. I I was gonna no, talk the about Patreon. the store. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I will talk about the Patreon. So at patreon.com slash the mutant ages, if you are able to afford to back it, you will be able to unlock so many more reactions to weird shit we've done over the years. We record podcasts where we read fan fictions. We record podcasts about various movies like Birds of Prey, amazing movie, and also the Dark Phoenix movie, not at all amazing. Tons of other episodes are in that backlog if you want to go check that shit out. The Patreon is there for you. And at the highest tier for Patreon supporters, we will give you a shout out on the show. And that is Soren <laughs> B and Samuel B. So there's no fun voices this week. You because, could try like, to I'm do not... Magneto's like cool voice on the like, show. He's like barely in this. Like I would, I would say more like Dracula. <laughs> yeah, Dracula. The character is actually no. a part of this episode. Um, anyway, I, thank I was going to say them. like every, I could do a tragic crying mystique, but I think that's horrible. So that I don't want to so do that. Sad. No, I yeah, refuse. exactly. I this, refuse. this is not an episode that has fun voices. Sorry, it's not. We're wiping our tears away, and we're thanking Soren B and Sam will be, and we are also going to shout out the store. We have a Teespring. If you if you go to themutantages.com, you can find that link to the store there if, you, if you're having trouble like typing in a really long URL. But I've also been including the URL in the show descriptions these days so that people can come and get a T-shirt with Bishop saying time travel is real or a mug with the Mutant Ages logo on it, or a mask with either of those things on it, or basically whatever you want at our store. And you can show your mutant pride and at some point in the near future, we're going to like take some pictures of us wearing selfies of us. (laughs) Like that's on the to-do list. We're going to take some sexy selfies. I'm going to like sprawl out on the couch, like with a Wolverine figurine and be like, Hey, I thought you were going to say with Wolverine period. But I can't do that because I don't physically know him in real life that Uh, we know. I'm pretty sure that's not true. Ryan. Okay. That's true. I mean, like there's y'all just listen to an episode where I clearly do know him. So, Mm hmm. So before we talk about you and Wolverine fucking, we do need to talk about what next week's episode is. <laughs> yeah, I think how that, that's how it ends now. Before it's us calling Wolverine, now it's me just fucking Wolverine. Well, because Wolverine's constantly in the other room. So the next episode is actually about Wolverine. It's called Grim Reminder. I'm excited about it. I'm so excited about it. I'm excited to see how they'll handle Weapon X. Hopefully slightly better than the 35 times we saw it in the animated series. <sighs> I mean, I, I don't have high hopes for that, honestly. I don't I, either. I have very, very low expectations for Weapon X storylines by now because it's been done so many times. I'm so tired of it. And I say that as a person who loves Wolverine. And yes, I'm still same. like, Wolverine's I great. can't do this anymore. You're like, I can't handle it anymore. I don't care anymore. Anyway, we're going to watch Grim Reminder next week and I'm going to make myself care because I still love Logan at the end of the day, just as Ryan does. I think we're done with plugs. So I think so, too. Uh, no, you can review us. Oh yeah, rate and review us on on Apple Podcasts or on Facebook if you can't afford to support the show. Whatever you listen to the show on, that's what you got to do. You got to give us a rating and a review. You got to share. Also, at some point, I think it said you could rate us on SoundCloud, but apparently that's not true. So sorry. Yeah, I know. I don't know why you can't do that. You can leave ratings on Facebook though, if you want to do that. I think you can if you use Stitcher or whatever app you listen to. I think it allows you to do that too. I think this is like. Because this is where it's hosted versus... Yeah, SoundCloud is where it's hosted. Sadly, yeah. I don't think they do ratings. It's kind of too bad they don't do ratings there. They really should. But yeah, yeah that's it. That's uh, Now Wolverine's waiting for me. He's already naked with Kurt. 
Great. That sounds really exciting. So I guess it we'll is. see you next time. See you next time. <laughs> I like how Bye, this is like, oh, yeah, Cloakie's going to come in. Do, 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 do. His, his like little thing comes in. It's like the X-Men, or sorry, it's the Mutant Ages Did theme. Did you but, notice like, how many things Maddie edited out of the episode that were just Maddie and Ryan talking about She-Ra and He-Man for 20 minutes? You didn't notice it. Oh, it's, it's like, our, it would be something stupid where Cloakie <laughs> would like drift out. He'd float out and be like, Hey friends, if you notice that somebody is looking sad, consider giving them a hug, but respect their personal space, but let them know that you're there for them. That's what we <laughs> learned today. Anyway, I'm Cloaky. Did you see me in the episode? And there's like a shot of Kurt's bed and like the, the bed turns around and has eyes. It's like, it's me, Cloaky. And it's like, but weren't you also Mystique's cloak? Why didn't you just say that? And also Cloaky can transform just as Mystique can transform. Like apparently oh my God. Like, and into then, a bed. It's like another Mystique and we're just like, What's happening? Mr. Sinister just cackles in the background. Okay, is Cloaky Mr. Sinister? Because I feel like that makes a lot of sense, honestly. I mean, that would be funny, but now I feel like Cloaky needs to be an actual character in the Mutant Ages comic book. <laughs> Why are we so so smart, so clever, so great? <laughs> I don't know. This is. I feel I like everyone us. just gets a, a a quick look in through the window of what Whatever conversations are like between Maddie brains. and Ryan since they were like twelve years old. Except like the content hasn't changed. I wouldn't necessarily even say that like the way we tell our stories have changed to anything better. We, we definitely <laughs> would have come up with this cloaky joke when we were fourteen years old. For yeah, the record, and we're still going on. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. Now Wolverine's like mad because I'm talking about Cloakie and not like having sex with him. So I'm going to go. Bye. See you next time. See you next time. The Mutant.